All right, we're back on the Scare Value Podcast. It is December 6th. That seems right. What, are you trying to future date this thing? Because you think you know when it's coming out? I mean, it's December now. Look outside. I see Santa Claus. I see the Frosty the Snowman. That's that's a bumble. I'll have you know, sir. That is no Frosty the Snowman. Seems to be a reindeer bending over a Santa Claus. If I can no, see. That's a reindeer flying an airplane that's taking a penguin for a ride. And I think it says Polar Express or North Pole or some such nonsense on the front of the plane. And I've got a new one coming. What is it? God damn. We just ordered it. It is, I think the kids picked a cat in a stocking. Not my favorite front yard blow up thing for Christmas. Oh, you see front yard blow up things? <laughs> Am I having a stroke? Uh oh. <laughs> You're the only one who knows how to operate this equipment. Anywho. Anywho. We have big plans for the rest of December, and then we had this one week where we had to come up with something to do. This is my after Thanksgiving mashed potato mashup. There you go. That's what I'm going to call it. That's what, that's what it is. It's, it needed a title, and now we've got one. It's every little bit of nooks and crannies we were supposed to watch, Cobweb, Christine, and something else. Oh, the Psycho remake, but that goes against my, I wanted to have a, an episode sponsored by the letter C. Which is why I ate Crunchberries for breakfast, or well, Captain Crunch Crunchberries. The Psycho remake can be sponsored by the letter C, as in it's crappy. There you go. See, I had a whole theme. Where's Sesame Street? Aren't they gone now? We could be the new one. The new Sesame Street. They are gone, but I think there's a movie coming out, and they're trying to figure out a way to reimagine the series. I what? don't know what you have to reimagine about a street where puppets teach kids how to that read. That was on but... for like 100 years with no problems. Until HBO, I'm sorry, Max got a hold of there it. Was, there was one problem in the 80s when Mr. Hooper died, and it destroyed my childhood. <laughs> that was a real learning moment for a lot of us who were of that generation. Yes, it was. I still think about him all the time. I got to say, I didn't really learn anything, because I barely remember it. Oh, I was like, I ah, people it. die, what are you going to do? Uh, then you learned. <laughs> I guess so. That was the resolution of the episode. Big Bird's like, oh, all right. But it still haunts you, though, so slow learner over there. But then he started seeing the Snuffleupagus, and no one else could see him. Remember when no one else could see the Snuffleupagus? I thought that was the way it... I, it's been a minute since I've seen Sesame Street. People can see him now that are not big bird-shaped? Well, the show doesn't exist anymore, but there was <laughs> there was a, a period of time where people finally did discover the Snuffleupagus was real. That seems to take away the fun of Big Bird having a mental illness. See, now you're happy it's canceled. Hmm part of that cancel culture i've been hearing about yeah, yeah well they said some things about hamas that people didn't agree with <laughs> that's how you get fired from scream right <laughs> that's what i understand i really don't know enough i don't understand what happened i don't know anything anywho we did watch cobweb for this i did i did not watch christine well, i did not watch christine either because it's not we're recording this early enough it's not the anniversary yet oh it's it's i think it might be the only john carpenter movie i haven't seen but i saw it when i was a little kid and i swear to god it was john travolta who was in it but <laughs> we had this discussion. I know we have, and I, I saw a picture. He looks kind of like John Travolta. That's why, whoever the the actor is. I famously haven't seen the thing. Yes. So these are the two I haven't seen. Okay, you never saw Christine? Maybe as a kid? Nope. Okay. Wow. All right. That's two movies. Yep. I will get to it mm. by by December 9th, I think is the anniversary. I'll get to it by then of Christine. Well, the Thanksgiving mashed potato mashup is where we should have been airing that. Probably. We'll have to save it for next Thanksgiving. But we're going to talk about Cobweb. We're going to talk about the Psycho remake. We're going to have Ken call in from Taiwan and yell at us Our for all the things that we've done. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. We, we have a talking to a coming. Talk mm. to me. He was here for that episode, if I recall. Mm. I will say that uh, later in December, we have the Christmas Spooktacular, 
where where we still know that you've picked it's a wonderful knife oh where you kitty and i have all picked a movie and we are going to make each other watch them christmas themed in theory the weeks have gone by still just you and i have picked a movie well it i've got mine it's a wonderful knife and mine is better watch out keep in mind mine isn't done like this isn't a holiday classic or anything not a childish or childhood memory that i is better watch out one that i don't know about no, no. The, uh, whatever the hell movie I picked. Jesus. I just picked it. It's a wonderful night. It's a wonderful night. I've never seen it, and yeah. I want to watch it, and That's you fine. say it's kind of fun. So. It's still, it's a Christmas-themed horror movie. Right. As is Better Watch Out. The more time that goes on without Kitty telling us her pick, it's just going to end up being Violent Night, because you're not going to have time to watch another movie. Well, it's either that or Die Hard. I believe those were the two front runners. Well, I love Die Hard. I, I, it's a Christmas movie. I would have picked Gremlins if we hadn't just watched both the Gremlins within the last like four months. I know. I, mean, I almost picked it again. I'm kind of ready for another Gremlins watch. Gremlins. It's good stuff. Next, Maybe next Christmas we'll do a Gremlins watch along. I had Gremlins 2 on for uh, Halloween. That was the background on while kids were eating candy and such. Mm-hmm. So before Ken calls in to put us in our place about daring to talk about Sleepaway Camp without him. His movie... <laughs> His, his movie of choice, I guess. And being in the theater as he texted you that he was watching, that he'd seen Thanksgiving. <laughs> Which I said, hey, we're going to watch Thanksgiving and try to do a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah. Impeccable timing. So let's begin with, oh, I was going to say that, yes, we have the Christmas Spectacular next week. The week after will be the Exorcist Watch Along for the 50th anniversary. And the week after will be the Scare Value Awards. And that'll bring 2023 to a close. But we have, the fun doesn't stop there, Pete. It, it started? Well, that's why it's not stopping there. Okay, because it didn't technically ever start. Well, it dodged. We have we have some big plans for 2024 and the pants to match, including but not limited to finally opening up that time capsule to 1996 through 1998 and watching the movie Night Watch. Ooh, man, I forgot all about Night Watch, but I saw her in the hallway. Oh, what button is it? Ooh, I don't know which there's four buttons. You're telling me you have a sound clip of you and McGregor somewhere on your picture. That ain't it. Fuck. Hey. That ain't it. That's it. I guess it's not on there. But that did did bring up the fact that we haven't done the Nick Cage zone yet. Yeah. So tell me, what do you want today? You don't want to save that for Ken? Oh, I got plenty for Ken, too. There's enough Nick to go around. So what do you want today? You want... Night you want watch. something from the NC? Uh, go ahead and tell me your little Night Watch. <laughs> Night Watch is a movie that only two people in the entire world have been looking forward to watching for the last 26 years. Did it ever come out in the theater? I told you it did. I, like, I listened to and you. And you don't believe me. And I, I can't I still prove don't that believe it did, you. So there's nothing that's the end of that conversation. So I win. Sure. Again. Sure. So Point we've been eight. waiting since December 96 to see this movie. There's been nothing stopping us. It just has never happened. So one day we're going to finally watch this and talk about <laughs> well, it on the podcast. Something has clearly stopped us because it's been twenty something years. Yeah, but we're going to twenty twenty four. I resolve. Don't don't we make will promises. Watch it. I'm going to pound the table. We will watch it. in No new taxes. We will watch it twenty twenty four. Some of you need taxes. What, what else do is going to pave the roads? Do you think he said? Oh, when he I said, just been fired from Screen 8. <laughs> Do you think no new taxes was spelled K-N-O-W? He was just telling us that we need to get used to new taxes. Yes. Right? I do think that. <laughs> this has been Meet the Press. But up up Give me your Nick Cage. Uh, All right, what do you want? You want Nick Cage news or you want a knick-knack fact? Because you had a very fancy knick-knack fact off, off mic earlier, which 
which I don't remember, but man, you should have been recording. Herve Villages played knickknack in The Man with the Golden Gun, and that is a knickknack fact. I <laughs> see it's not written down on my sheet of paper, so I don't I dispute your knickknack fact claims. I will take a what was the other one? The Nick Cage News Network. All Nick, all Cage. Yeah, I'll take Nick Cage News. Nick Cage News. Ooh. Well, you know what? I'll give you one not even off the paper, because I just saw it. Apparently, he because he's turning 60, oh yeah, we got that episode coming up in 2024, is Nicolas Cage's birthday, everybody. Yeah, we're going to have the, the face-off episode. Well, apparently, oh, the Nick Cage cage match. Yeah, cage, Nick Cage. There's so many ways to take it. I don't even know what to call where, it. Where we put... Uh, the Annie bracket. The Annie, we have brackets of Nick Cage performances, and they all face off against each other until we declare one Nick Cage performance the best. And we put them in the Annie bracket. And then they go to the Annie bracket, because she is the best character in, in all of the Halloweens. Even better than Paul Rudd. I just, I just fact-checked my Herbie Villages thing. I was correct. Uh, <laughs> that's make good. sure every, every piece of that was right. Here, let me fact-check my uh, Nick News or Nick Cage facts, my knick-knack facts. I don't even remember my own pieces. Nope, it's not on there, so you're still wrong. Anyway... So his 60th birthday is coming up, and he says he might do less movies because he wants to spend time with his daughter. What kind of nonsense is that? There's no reason to stop making movies. I have kids. I don't want to. I'd rather watch Nick Cage movies than hang out with my kids. How will we sustain ourselves on seven Nick Cage movies a year alone? That's not enough. Although, that was the most he ever did in a year. Do I have to pull back out my quizzes where I wrote down how many years in a row he made seven movies, which was the most he ever made in a year? It was like seven years. Ooh. Ooh, seven times seven. That's math. This has been your waste of time. Well, Do you want to my... start with Cobweb or Psycho? You've, you've never seen Psycho. I've never seen, well, I've saw the original Psycho. I never yeah. saw the remake with, what's his, Vince Vaughn. And that, what year did that come out? About 25 years ago. Don't make me math. God damn, didn't you hear my seven times seven? I already hurt my brain. 1998. So it was 98. That was the height of Vince Vaughn being super popular because he had Made and Swingers. I don't know when his peak was. I'm going to guess later with with Wedding Crashers and no, I think he was riding Wedding Crashers, Dodgeball. Those movies were all hits. I think that was his peak. I don't know. I'm call in with the when yeah, the Vince Vaughn yeah, peak yeah. was. Call in. When did he peak? It's not now. I don't think he's peaked anymore. Is he doing anything? Any? He was great anywhere. In Freaky, I haven't seen Freaky. He was great in Freaky. Doesn't start with the letter C though, so that he one doesn't to, count. He gets to play both the the silent serial killer and the scared little girl. It's pretty great. He's equally good at both. Actually, he's much better as a little girl. It's hilarious. Okay. All right. It's on my list somewhere. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'll get to it. Directed so, by Christopher Landon, who is directing the Scream 7 <laughs> with whatever <laughs> maybe shows up. I'm telling you, you can just stop. They pay, Didn't they just make a movie that we talked about that they buried away the John Cena? Yeah, they might make that come out somehow. I, I would like to. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. So, the Psycho remake. <sighs> Deep breath. So. It's not good, from my understanding. How do I begin? I put the review up on Monday. I had a lot of things to say about it. Uh, I'd like to preface this by saying that the purpose of the Scare Value podcast and website, even though they're two wildly different things, there's a little bit. There's a website? There's a little bit more professionalism going on on ScareValue.com. That's the podcast, right? Even though we cover all horror movies, we aren't looking to shit on movies. That's not the point. The point is that we love horror movies and we want to give them an examination. This is more the website of them through the context of of like a, a critical analysis through the context of the history of horror, what it tries to do, what it's commenting on. Uh, occasionally with new releases, you end up with a, a real stinker and you have no choice but to, to be negative. De-influencer is the obvious. I didn't know that was going to be. 
No, the the one thing that you can't you can't be nice to. Well, Pete, it's no longer the lowest reviewed movie on the, in ScareValue.com. Ooh, what is? Oh, Psycho Remake. Really? Congratulations, uh, <clears throat> Psycho Remake. You've earned your C to join the Day of C. As a rule, I try to respect everything that somebody creates, even if it's terrible. And I mean, objectively terrible. Because they did something, and we haven't. Yes. You get like a one out of five just for being a movie. You made a movie. It's kind of hard to do lower. I'm not convinced Gus Van Sant made a movie. <laughs> I don't know that he even accomplished that simple simple feat that I watched the De-Influencer and many other bad movies do. Then what, what was it that he, he put up there and you watched? Well, Did other people watch it? Did it do well? I don't know. It, I haven't thought about the movie in 25 years because I know that it's terrible. I watched it again. It's, so it's, you did watch it again. It's worse than I remember. Did you see it in the theater? Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, Psycho is one of my favorite movies. And I don't know why this exists. I'm no closer to, to uncovering what the purpose of this movie is. It's not a shot-for-shot remake, as they say. It just is taking the same script, the same score, the same title sequence, putting new actors in it, and just remaking the movie. It's mostly shot-for-shot where he tries to do it. But what's the point of that? I've never discovered. All it lets you do is watch it and go, well, that's wrong. And if you're starting off with, it's wrong, then what are you doing? Now, this is the most important part. The movie doesn't comment on itself, the original, the changes in horror in in the 29 years, 30 years, whatever it was in between movies, 60 to 98, what is it, 38 years? It doesn't comment on the change, where the state of horror. It doesn't have anything to say about anything. Why does it exist? Why? It's like putting actors in a stage play of a famous thing and saying, here's the thing we made. But it's a movie. I don't understand why it's there. You you did math at me in the middle of that, and I blacked out. I remember when you went and were talking about it 20 years ago, 25 years ago, yeah. you had said his performance, Vince uh-huh. Vaughn's, is very obvious that he's the bad guy. Like, there's no mystery. There's no sympathy for the yeah. character. It's straight up, oh, yeah, I'm a bad guy. And it kind of takes away anything that would make you want to watch. So the reason that the original Psycho works so well for me is that it presents you two characters that are kind of the two sides of the same coin you think and when one of them's murdered you have no choice but to follow the other one and you spend a lot of the movie worried that he's going to get caught cleaning up after his mother and that they're going to get caught it's like that's a weird place to be put in in any movie but in 1960 it's it's goddamn revelation of storytelling that now i'm siding with the killer because i don't know he's the killer this movie because he's so nice and genial and and kind and and trapped and you feel bad for him in this movie it's just a goddamn psychotic person talking to you going i'm a fucking psychotic person it's the weirdest choice his he goes big on the performance whereas anthony perkins goes real small it was very subtle he's amazing in it and then vince vaughn who i like in a lot of things i loved him in freaky he's in this movie he's just like he basically has a sign around his neck saying hey i killed people and like when you watch William H. Macy plays the detective in this one. That's the other thing. This cast is incredible, but we'll get to that in a second. I like William H. Macy. You're going to like a lot of people in this movie. William H. Macy uh, plays the detective, and in the original movie, when the guys, when Arbogast is, is interrogating Anthony Perkins, you're like, oh, he's going to catch him, he's going to catch him, and you're kind of worried he's going to catch him, even though that's a weird place to be put in. In this one, I don't believe there's a chance this detective spent one second talking to Vince Vaughn and wasn't like, you have to come with me. <laughs> like, there's, it's clear what's happened here. I've, I've just looked into your eyes and I know that you're playing this as if, as if we all know the secret of the movie. A classic case of bad detectoring. Yeah, and 
so the cast, Julianne Moore is in the movie. Anne Heche plays the Janet Lee part. William H. Macy's in the movie. Vin- Viggo Mortensen's in the movie. Robert Forster shows up for a minute. Who's Robert Forster? I know the name. I don't remember the actor. I'm not stopping to explain every... <laughs> don't say great. names at me, then, that I might yeah. recognize. But the cast is incredible. It's really like all the best independent movie actors of the time. And they're not on the same page. It's the best way I can put it. Julianne Moore's fine. Anne Heche's fine. Vince Vaughn, off in La La Land. Viggo Mortensen might actually be better than the guy that played the guy in the original movie because that guy had no charisma. But Vince, Vince, Viggo Mortensen also kind of like mumbles through his performance. But he's charismatic and interesting at least. So like I, I, he might actually be the one thing that's improved upon. Okay. And it was Gus Van Sant who directed? Yes. Okay. And I, he followed up Goodwill Hunting with this, I think. Oh, that's where I was going with the next question. But you said, don't make me explain who every person is. But I, I just, don't remember what he did. Maybe it was before Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I, did, I, I remember the name, but I don't remember anything. I don't think I've seen anything he's done. Because I never saw Goodwill Hunting. I never saw the Psycho remake. And those are the two things you've told me. So those are the two things that I know. He must have made something else we know. It was. It was a direct follow-up to Good Will Hunter. He made My Own Private Idaho. He made Milk. Hey, starring Keanu Reeves. Not Milk. No. Milk made, stars Missing Children. He made To Die For with Nicole Kidman, which I think is a great movie. I like To Die For. Yeah. I have seen that one. It's got Joaquin Phoenix, I think. It does. A, a very, very young, young Joaquin one. Phoenix. Uh, jinx. <laughs> so, yeah, the Psycho remake, if somebody, can, if somebody ever wants to explain to me why this exists, it's not an experiment that makes any sense because experiments are to try to elicit some kind of reaction. It, it's just putting the things you know, doing it differently so that when you watch it, you sit there and every scene, every line that's a little off, every angle that's a little off, everything about it is just a little off and not for any purpose I could ever figure out. If there was a reason to do it, I thought it would reveal itself after 25 years. It doesn't have anything to say. It's literally nothing to say. It's just a weird... Now, did this come out... You know how Hollywood tends to come out with remakes like in like spurts? No. Yeah, was no. this in the middle? No, this was just an outlier all by itself? No. The remake really began in 2003 with uh, Text Chainsaw Massacre. So this is five years earlier. It's a one-off. And it's unlike all the other ones, it's pitching itself as being a shot-for-shot remake, even though it's technically not. It is taking the same kind of storyboards and just redoing it. But it doesn't look exactly the same. It doesn't time out the same. It's not a, a full recreation. He throws in... This is one of the other weird things about it. He throws in weird extra moments. Like, I guess they're supposed to show us inside Norman's mind sometimes. He also puts uh, Vince Vaughn masturbating behind the... Uh, did they show there. Did they show the nipple? No. Isn't that the thing with the first one? No. The original? Yes? No? no. I don't remember. This is the only thing I know. No. They didn't show it in either movie. Yeah, they did. No. Or maybe they did. That's the question. They didn't. Mm-hmm. People have broken down the movie many times. I haven't done it yet, so maybe... Anyway, the things he adds in are, are like when Vince Vaughn's murdering, he'll throw in like a, a quick one a second masturbation scene, a quick one second shot of like a cow on a road. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. This is what I mean. The movie has no purpose and I've never seen a movie with no purpose. The influencer had a purpose. It failed, but I respect it. It tried. I respect something. It. The cycle remake has no, it has no soul. It has no heart and it has no point. And I don't, I've never seen a movie like that, but I didn't give it a zero. I give it a 0.5 because I think everyone should, should watch it. What did the influencer get? A one. I said, you get a one just for being a movie and I can't justify that this is a movie. (laughs) Ooh, take that Gus Van Sant. I don't think he's going to hear this and I don't think he's going to care, but 
I would like him, if he does ever hear this, to explain to me what his, what he thought he was doing. So maybe I could look at it in a different way. But in 25 years, I never heard anybody explain what he thought he was doing. I haven't heard anyone talk about that movie in 25 years people until like you brought for- it up today. People would like to forget it, but I never forget. <laughs> You're like an elephant you are. Do you ever forgive? Who are you? Oh, man. All right, let's get into Cobweb. Cobweb. I watched that movie. Yeah, so did I. This was a movie that I went into completely blind. Like, I knew. How did you watch it, though? I listened really hard. Another movie I went into completely blind just recently, and I forgot about till right now, was Trolls 3. Of the two movies I saw in the last weekend, Trolls 3 and. Oh, Trolls Band Together? Yes, Trolls Band Together. I even forgot the name of it. Good Lord, I like Cobweb so much better. Yeah. Cobweb was, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, because having no expectations walking into this movie, I didn't know what to expect. Well, I'm going to give you... What a, are you going to give me? A classic a Christmas Pete recap. Ooh, a so, classic so. Pete recap. All right. I'm going to recap the plot in the style of my co-host Pete, it was who pretty I good. introduced this week. It's Pete. It was pretty good. And Brad. <clears throat> no, that's a review. That's a Pete review. Oh, okay. This, oh, is, a, this is a what happened in this movie. A kid with a fucking stupid name is is hey! bullying a cool kid with an awesome name, and then this evil monster pushes this cool kid down the stairs and then kills his parents and then unleashes a demon to fucking kill everybody else and all the people he doesn't like. That's and then the movie ended very abruptly. The the bully was named Brian. Yes, I missed that. The, I was busy sitting there. Look at Pete. That's the a cool kid. His name is Peter, the cool kid that buys him a pumpkin. His name's Brian. He bought the pumpkin because he destroyed the other one. It was a punishment. Is that how you think friendship works? Listen, you watch movies the way you watch movies, and you've been my friend for 28 years, 29 years. You know that's how I think friendship works. Well, you did buy me that pumpkin. Yeah. So, uh, did you see something different in that movie? I, that's, how, that's how I saw it play out. I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> pretty summary. Good. That's a pretty good movie. Pretty good summary. I thought it was a really good, should have been released in October Horror it movie. came out in the middle of the summer, right? It came out on Barbenheimer weekend. <laughs> you had to drive to Niagara Falls to go watch that, if I recall correctly. Playing in one theater that I've never heard of, I've never been to before, many miles from here, and is the only one within like 500 miles of, of Buffalo. And it had, who do I like from Party Down? Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Yep. I, I thought she was, I thought the performances were solid through this movie. I enjoyed everything about it. It's not trying to be a big blockbuster movie. It's a very no. simple, spooky horror movie. And your your summary pretty much summed it up, but the atmosphere in that it's it, it as why eh, as I was watching it, I didn't know where I was going or where the movie was going or what I'm supposed to like. Is this a, just a story about child abuse? Because boo, I don't like it because that kid was very clearly. That's why I had a boner. <laughs> That's what I did with that pumpkin you gave me. <laughs> Jack o' lanterns don't carve themselves; you need the tools. Mm. But. You got the child abuse happening, which I guess it turns out, right? They were terribly abusive parents. Like, you don't lock a sure. kid in the basement. Sure. And as near as I can tell, so it turns out, spoiler alert, it turns out that there is something living in the hall, in the the walls of the house. Yes. And it's the parent's first child. And they spend the movie, you're, you're basically trying to figure out, is the kid... Is the kid being abused, or is there really something in the walls? What's happening? So he's hearing things in the walls, whispering to him at night. Yeah, or just knocking. And the parents are shifty as fuck. They are so shady the whole time. And then... His father is uh, the guy from that show I never watched, but comes up all the time. The Boys. The Boys? I saw the first season of The Boys. He's the, the guy that everyone talks about in that show that I don't watch. I thought everyone talked about Judge Dredd. No, I think everyone talks about... 
Homelander. That's him? Yeah. Son of a bitch. I guess it is. Mm-hmm. I, w- I spent the whole movie trying to figure out he who was really he was. Good. It's the only thing I've ever seen him in. He was really good in this. In this? Yeah, he was fine. And Lizzie Kaplan's always great. Lizzie Ka- and Teacher was good. The teacher, whoever she was, was really good. Really overstepping her bounds, though. I didn't disagree with the premise that uh, she should be stopping going to these people's house. Well, I'm sorry. There was a drawing of... Uh, pure black with a kid in a bed and the words help me written above it. I think if I were a teacher, I might need to go talk. How terrible. Yeah, you'd go talk to the school counselor so they can deal with it and you don't go as a substitute teacher on day three to a person's house. That was a little little above above and beyond what's needed as a teacher. But I, if we're just looking at it, because you still don't know if it's just in a, a movie. Again, I assumed it was horror related somehow, but I'm like, oh no, this is like the Babadook kind of thing where we're just looking at abuse. It's not a... So the twist in the movie comes when he just flat out murders his parents. He poisons at them. The, at whatever in the walls is telling him to do, which you don't yes. know if it's real or not yet. Yeah. And there's a great moment where as Lizzie Kaplan's dying, she looks at him and says, don't let her out. And then you realize, oh no, this movie's <laughs> going to have a thing. Well, and it, I really enjoyed that moment a lot. Well, here's the thing, right? Like it's all atmosphere up until that point. Yeah. And then... Slow build. Slow build. Slow. It's fun, but I'm like, oh, child abuse or something. Is this going to be the classic misdirect where the te- you know, the parents are actually the, well, not the good guys because they're terrible parents, but are they keeping something really, there is something really bad that they're trying to protect the kid from. And I realized as they're dying from the rat poison that the kid fed them. By the way, when when the when Homelander there said, oh, it tastes like cinnamon, I sat there going, why have I heard the word <laughs> cinnamon lately? Turned out that was what rat, he had told this kid that's what rat poison is like earlier when, when they had been poisoning rats. But I realized there was like half an hour of movie left. I'm like, oh, there is something. There has mm-hmm. to be something in there because you don't have the possible bad guys vomiting their guts out on the kitchen table without there being another an act three. So Act 3, uh, the hero of the movie, Brian and his family, come to the house so they give them some victims. And she, which this evil thing quickly dispatches them in horrific ways. It's pretty great. <laughs> so, so the premise, right? Like, the parents had a first child, and it was disfigured, as near as I can tell. So they said, logically, let us lock it in the walls. There was something evil about it, too. I see. She ended up. No, there remember was, there was kids that disappeared. There was one kid that yeah. mis- disappeared, and uh, the body. Peter found the body in the backyard. Why? Why were there so many goddamn pumpkins in their backyard? By the way, I don't know the answer to that. But the parents didn't kill that kid. No, it, it, the, the, the the girl have a name that was locked I in the walls. Remember. Peter's sister. Well, uh, Peter's sister. We'll call her Nicole because that's my sister's name. There you go. So there you go, Nicole. So they, Nicole killed this child who came trick-or-treating on Halloween because there was a story about a girl who had gone missing years before. Yeah. So the parents then decided to lock her up into the, the walls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So she was kind of bad, I guess. But maybe she well, wasn't. she murdered a child, so yes. But you assume, because that was just a few years ago, she wasn't like a toddler. They tried raising her in their terribly abusive ways. Like, they weren't good parents. Are you maybe. sure they were like that before her? They could have been. Like, this was I, a very protective from the world parents at this point. Oh, at the point of the movie starting? That yes. they were, But maybe they were normal parents. Why wouldn't they go say, like, hey, this is my child? It seems like that first child was a secret. Mm-hmm. So, and based on their past behavior I'm, or their movie that we see how they treat Peter, I'm assuming they're just shitty people to begin with. I'm just and saying that maybe worse. the first child affected the way they treat Peter. A hundred percent. Maybe it's because, I mean, they did give them that shitty name before they knew. But I, I'm i maintaining that I think they're bad parents to begin with. Like I don't think they're going to win Parents of the Year. That's no. true. Well, not now. I mean, posthumously, they might. The point is they aren't the worst thing in that house. I think they helped create it, though. 
I, I'm not sure that that's the, I think it undoes the point of the movie. No, I think that movie, because the movie is weird. Again, first part, all atmosphere, all everything. And then you get a, a home invasion movie. You yeah. get a monster movie. Yeah. You get this big, like, there's this, ma- oh, a mashed potato mashup. And then a very abrupt ending. It was very abrupt. And you know what? I actually saw something online. So it ends with them getting away, and they lock Nicole back up in the pit in the basement, because that's how you solve all of our problems. Put it in a hole. Mm-hmm. He learned from his parents. And I, I guess the orig- or one of the endings was that, um, shit, that the teacher is killed by Nicole, and Peter's put in the pit, and that's how it ends. That's a better ending. Is and then it? she gets out. It's a better ending. I I don't know. But back to your original point with the when the home invaders come, Brian and all his cousins, who are all grown adults. I guess, I don't think there was another child there. Just they picture were, the O'Doyle family from uh, Billy Madison. All, yep. Yep. That's them. That's and they, what they are. They put on those creepy um, masks, like the animal masks from that other movie. Yeah. With, I don't you're know. Next. You're next. Yep. And they are, as you said, dispatched in short order by apparently like ripped in half like the super strength that nicole has and she's got the classic you know like which goes back to my point she's not just a a little girl that was was somehow changed by their parenting she's a supernatural evil thing okay but keep in mind this is problems i had with this movie the the tonal shift it goes from this really creepy slow build atmosphere to that's the part i liked right oh yeah yeah but I like my monster no, I, mean, I like too. the switch. I like Dude. how it becomes uh, over the top at the end. I right, just don't like that the ending's the, so abrupt. The only thing keeping her in the walls is a giant grandfather clock that she mm-hmm. can't move. And she's managed to poke a hole through a wall to talk to Peter, but she hasn't ever bothered to get out of the walls any other way. Yeah. I guess you could say that the parents were, I still had some control over her by tormenting her and being awful, awful parents. So she had that, she couldn't kill them herself, but she could convince Peter to do it. Yeah. Some for, you know, I don't know. I guess people like their parents. You know, Lizzie Kaplan's scarier in this movie than the, the entity is, though. Lizzie Kaplan, both of them are. The, both yeah, the parents. I've seen fathers like that. <laughs> Those, I, I didn't think he was that far out of the usual, uh, just tightened up a little bit. Whereas she was creepy. Like when he's trying to call for help and the camera pans over and it's just like a perfect horror thing. And she's just standing there staring at him. Like you're the creepiest thing in this movie. You really good job by Lizzie Kaplan. She had weird jerky movements. She had like the big eye stare at you a lot. Yes. I like Lizzie Kaplan. I thought she was really good. She was really good. I didn't, uh, I didn't see her in that Hulu Stephen King TV Uh, show. She plays Annie Wilkes. I'm shaking my head at you. What's the name of his production company? Misery production company. Who's Annie Wilkes. Where's the shit all set? Uh, Castle Rock. That's the name of the show was. Oh, Annie okay. Wilkes' Misery. Oh, that was like a little anthology Yeah, I didn't thing. see her in it. I heard she was great in it. This is the first time I've seen her in a horror thing. She's fantastic in it. And, and Homelander. And yep. all those people who died to the, the monster. And it was a spider-based monster because she learned to crawl from yeah. the spiders and the rats. And she had that exorcist kind of spider walk thing happening a couple of times. The spider walk and the exorcist is backwards, so that is incorrect. She didn't walk backwards in this? I don't think so. I don't know. She's a spider. Yeah, she, she, she learned to adapt to her surroundings. Which was, which was a pit and then the walls of a house. But they got some of those details right. So she had super long hair because who was going to give her a haircut? She's super pale because she's never seen the sun. And she's awkwardly bent because she's got to live in this tiny crawl space. And she had super long nails because yep. she's got to hunt for her rats. Although it seemed like they were taking care of her still, too. They had to feed her. Yeah. Because yeah. like, Lizzie Kaplan came out of that. She was put in the closet back with like a water pitcher, so yep. giving her food and water. That's nice. Well, that's their daughter. I, that they like, and her, her face. 
I'll grant you, was disfigured. There was a giant... Oh, so it's okay. They put her in the walls. I, I'm not saying that's the best. I still think that her parents helped contribute. Maybe if they had been loving parents I'm and sure, normal parents. I'm sure that they did. I don't think but so. I think you're missing that she was evil either way. See, I think that she was forced into that. Uh, I, mm. You think they forced her to be a supernatural killing monster? Yes. Yeah, all right. I think she could have been a supernatural killing monster for good. It's a lesson If for they you. hadn't locked her in the walls. Be good parents or they'll just get supernatural powers. Have you seen mine? They don't have any powers. No, because I'm a good parent. Uh, hmm. I'm an okay parent. I feed them right... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They're coming to get me, aren't they? I don't know. Where are they, where are they today? I, what the, the walls? Yeah. <laughs> what, how am I supposed to know where these kids go? Yeah. They this, do stuff. This is this has been a seven or eight month long thing just for me to ask where these kids are. <laughs> They're never around. They were around one time. They were around one time. Conveniently in the basement. Yeah. That's where I keep them chained. They Sam would get out. They don't fight the rats or the spiders. They know the rats and the spiders get first dibs on food. So Cobweb is, uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, expecting nothing. Did it do well with it? Of course it? not. It came out the Barbenheimer weekend in what a, a theater. Is there any talk? Because I only talk to you. I don't talk to people. Like, is it one of those, like, under, so what's the one I've been hearing about? Where Evil Lurks? When Evil Lurks. It's a good I, movie. I've been hearing that that's a good one. I'm it's on Shutter. Okay. But I keep hearing that name pop up on, on the internet, because apparently I search enough things now that aren't Pornhub related. So <laughs> that cage related. That aren't get a lot of. That's how I found out about Nick Cage turning sixty. By the way, yeah, not I, from. The, I told you that on this podcast. Yeah, not from the podcast. I learned about it because it popped up in one of my my feeds. That'll be a me. January episode coming yeah. up. What was I going to say? Oh, there there was a best boy. Oh yeah, give me the best boy. I oh I'll give you the best boy. The best boy for Cobweb was Stanislav Dimitrov. Ooh, right. But then I look because there's a best boy grip. And the best boy grip was Desilov Dimitrov. And I'm like, related? I'm like, are they related? I'm like, or is this one of those things? And I, I did a little more research because oh, there were didn't. a lot of Dimitrovs on there. It's a Bulgarian name. So I'm mm-hmm. guessing this was, and the whole, the whole credits are all Bulgarian names. Dimitrov is a surname and it means son of Demeter. Mm-hmm. So that's the way, but if it's a girl, because there were some of them, it was Dimitrova. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found out. But we don't do that in English. You didn't find out they're related, though? I assume they're not, because there, there were a bunch of people with the same last name. So it's like a, like a English, the common English last name. So then I looked it up. What, what English words are, are son of? Like English this surnames? This is the thing you did research for on this podcast. And it's the ones you think of, like Harrison and Anderson. Those are all last names that in English mean son of. Also, Mick, Mac, Fitz, all those Irish ones, those are also son of, in case you didn't know that. But... In English, there's not daughter of. They don't change anything up like that. So I think that's kind of lame. We don't have differences like that. You're looking at me like I've wasted my time, but this is important information this is that like I found my God, out. This is like my Godzilla question. Why is why is everyone else their last name, but Emiko's their first name? I don't understand. Nobody's Nobody wants to explain that to me. Possibly because the podcast hasn't come out yet. You've got to do some research, just like I did. What does this one say? I guess I could have done research. <laughs> oh, I also found out that in Spain... You have to, it by rained, law. It, it rains it, mainly on the plane. That's right, it does. I but found that out, too. Also, by law, you have to keep your last name, even if you're married. Wow. You can't change it. you got to keep your name. Wow. So, I'm just saying, take the patriarchy kind of sucks over here. Why can't we have daughters with different names? Your wife didn't take your name. No. My daughter gets my last name, goddammit. Yeah. That's... Keep I mean, her in the walls. You won the coin toss. 
I don't think we cost the coin. She was so <laughs> drugged up from the birth that I got to put whatever names I wanted on the certificate. <laughs> Apparently, when you see your middle name. Oh, yeah. What was her middle name? Bro, it wanted to be impossible. Yeah, but it's Rex. Mm-hmm. From a time... Our foreign correspondent helped me name her, actually. Yeah. And I stuck an eight on the end of Sam's name. Kitty really didn't want me to, but I put it... Is that official? It's official. It's V-I-I-I. He's Samuel the Eighth. Samuel Jane the Eighth. Wow. Does he know that? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it makes him happy. Now, do you want to tell people what your plan was, even though it's a plan you have no control over and no ability to see come to fruition? My plan to uh, name my kids? No, you were going to name one the eighth, and you hope that they name their son the seventh. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a son. We're not, you know, English. We're we're taking a note from the Bulgarians. It can be a daughter. daughter. So he's got the name the eighth. Whatever kid he has, he names that kid the seventh. And then they name, they name their kid the sixth, and we go back to the nine. By now, you already lost all control over this. <laughs> I have no way to enforce this. I have no like money to leave. You have no way to know what even happened. No, but my dream would be someday there's some kid sitting in a at a class having to like do one of those family trees like he used to, and the teacher will say, "But the numbers are going backwards, and all the names are different." And he'll be like, Ugh. "Or she." will be like, uh, my great, 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 great grandfather was an idiot. I and I will laugh and I will laugh. I think it's incredible. You think that 200 years from now we'll still have schools. <laughs> we might not have one in the next couple of years. Or, if things pe- keep or going. people or anything. Well, I we'll, plan still, on, we'll still have Black Friday, though. I plan on going for a robot, but I don't think Black Friday is a thing anymore. Although I'm about to counter my point by I went to the movie on Black Friday, that Trolls 3 movie, and I went to the mall. And it was okay because we went to an early showing. When we got out of there... Holy Jesus, it was packed. Well, Ken's going to call in in the next minute or so. Do you want to give your Trolls band together review? I like movies, as a general rule. I like going to movies, because I don't go to movies a lot. I don't want my kids to hear this, because they loved that movie. But God damn, this was the first time I almost fell asleep in a theater, like my father used to do. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing to that movie. It's We're jumping to another song. Like, hey, hey, we're going to sing a song on our way to the next song and let's put a song in the middle of it and it's all songs from what the 90s probably the early aughts i don't know i i couldn't stand anything i watched and i like justin timberlake and anna kendrick's oh there was one good part the bad guy at the end hold on i gotta remember See, it's this better one. than psycho yeah okay yeah, you're right there was one there was another part too i left but the bad guy they're stealing troll magic to be popular on the internet with their music like they suck the life force out of them the one guy has like a, a change of heart, but they get caught at the end. And he's like, but I had my classic change of heart. And they're like, well, you did all these things. And they listed, they list all his crimes. And he says, fair enough. To jail I go. Have I ever told you my plan, my idea for these children's movies? Is it as good as my plan to name people nope. backwards? Here it comes. My plan for these children's movies is that every 25 minutes or so, there should be a false ending and then a black screen for a minute so that people can just take their kids out of the theater if they want to pretend that's the ending. <laughs> that would be pretty solid. All right. We got our foreign correspondent calling in. Hello? Why, hello. Hey. Uh, what's wiener. going on? Uh, not much. How are you doing? Is everyone... Uh everyone still talking yeah we just finished talking we just finished talking about sleepway camp again so we don't need to get into it oh great (laughs) great (laughs) this brings up many many points that i'm gonna make we spent the whole time talking about it where would you like me to start well this was your give us your background because you were the one who way back when you were like let's watch sleepaway camp and talk about it you like that is not what i said what did you say this is why i don't blame pete so much because I'm Brian. an idiot? Yeah, I, go ahead. No, because you don't. You just don't always know the situation. 
That, that, that's the, the Jersey Shore guy? I don't... Doesn't... You're the one that goes... Listen. Listen. This is very upsetting. And if you remember, I just listened to the Thanksgiving podcast <laughs> with uh, Kitty, Kitty going crazy about you guys almost leaving her out of the Thanksgiving thing. Imagine my rage and fury <laughs> when that not only happened to me, but also Sleepaway Camp, which was really my thing. Because I'll tell you what I saw when I was a kid. I saw it at a sleepover <laughs> and that final green-tinted penis is stuck in my head, which is probably why I say penis so much. So <laughs> Origins. Let's, let's stop pouring on, piling on Ken about, about his PTSD over this, because that's what it is. That and being put uh, to host a show, and you said that's the biggest fear you have about the podcast. I never released that episode. <laughs> that, oh, the, the one that is buried? Yes, but it seems like, it seems like, I was in the room walking around naked the way you guys leave it. I think you know what I'm saying? In my head, you were, Ken. Did you keep bringing it up? I'm <laughs> the penis guy. Penis, cock and balls, whatever you want to say. You know what? Everything I ever said was true. It's not like it's not like a guy in the movie theater bathroom didn't walk up from behind me while I'm looking in the mirror with Johnson hanging out and like, just very nonchalantly walk up to the sink next to me. It's not like that didn't happen. It's about movies, sort of. Yeah, it was and, in a movie theater and, and black cock vodka. <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, one. I, I, exactly, exactly. And I didn't want to be racist. I mean, I'm all about inclusion, which is why I wanted to be in on the the, the Thanksgiving or no, not the Thanksgiving, the sleepaway camp with the tranny stuff and all that. I got to say, I'm, se- I'm, I'm sensitive, you know? I can tell. The train. Uh, yeah. When you called while we were watching Thanksgiving, I was sitting there saying, oh, no. You're like, I saw it. And I'm like, uh-oh, this can't be good. Saw it before you. You did. But <laughs> I, I talked about it before you. It's true. Yeah, apparently, apparently. Um, so you saw well, Sleepaway Camp at a sleepover when you were a kid. Yeah. And yeah, it, my cousin's house. It clearly is stuck yeah, in your I head. I was like eight. What can I was like eight. Oh man, it was awesome. Can I gotta agree. You're, yeah. Did you enjoy our discussion of sleepaway camp? I, I did. I did actually. I thought, I thought you made some good points, which I didn't know needed to be made. Um, well, you're all the way overseas. You don't know what has to be said. What's going on over here? No, you're right. You're right. I, actually, I kind of do, which is it's mind blowing to me every time I think about it. Because you know, I used to be in the in the tranny business. I, I've probably taken more money from trannies than anyone you know. That and, was when you were in LA, right? My, no, that's right. I worked at a transsexual sell, sell your body uh, newspaper, yeah. and I processed their ads. You, know. you also went to a Thanksgiving, as I recall correctly, a Thanksgiving I was, dinner. I, I was invited to a, a, a tranny Thanksgiving, a transsexual, a transgender, whatever, what are they called now? I'm not sure. What? Which one you went to where you a were working? Trans Thanksgiving. That was, this was 20 years ago, so Trans Thanksgiving is probably the best way to say it. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. See, it's all and, coming uh, back yeah, around. I was, I was afraid I was going to be the one that's getting stuffed with you. <laughs> you know what I mean. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> I can, yes, I was invited. I had a lot of friends there who would come in every week and give me money so I could put in their sex ads. And, uh, that's do LA you know what a wretched gift? What you know what a retin jack is? I uh, I spell it. Uh, w r e t c h. 
and Jack, as in uh, Uncle Jack. Use it, in a Jack. Use it in a sentence. Oh, I'll come. I'll come over, and we can retin Jack. Ooh, for for forty five dollars. I think it means tidy up. <laughs> well, the price is much higher now. Mm. It has to do with vomit and somebody's private parts. Oh, that yeah. seems pretty standard, my though. Favorite ad. This was this was I pre-internet, though. Huh? This was all pre-internet, though. So, like, vomit and genitals seem like a normal what? thing these days. What? Are you kidding me? Well, man, you gotta. I'll, I'll send you some websites later. No, 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 no. no. Please don't, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what did you think? You, you enjoyed the movie. Let's try to bring this back around. What was it about the movie that has stuck in your memory? That let, did, let you, you remember, do you remember how angry Kitty was, though? Do you remember that? Angry about Thanksgiving? Or angry at me in general? Yeah, yeah about Thanksgiving. Imagine what I deleted. Those three deleted I'm, I'm messages. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm assuming they were compliments of how good we covered the, pod, the episode. Well, I thought you did a good job. I did, I, I, I was, I, and I kind of agree with you. Because uh, I don't know if I can control myself, obviously. But still, I was angry. I was super angry. But uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Choo-choo. Say something else. <laughs> well, so then we went and saw Thanksgiving, which I called you and said, hey, we're watching Thanksgiving. If you want to try to watch that, we can. you can come on the podcast. And that's You didn't what, do that. I did. And then you, you, you called did? me. Yeah, I said, hey, we're going to watch it. So maybe you can make you can make the episode. But... As soon as we watched it, we went ahead and recorded without you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's I like wasn't you didn't told call any me of that. Before you did the podcast. I wasn't told well, any of that. That's, Pete, that. that's Pete's fault. That one is Pete's fault. That's, that's it, typical Pete. It is. I don't know why anyone listens to me about anything. But we, we do have a rule, though, about the four of us all being in the same episode because it's always kind of not going great. Oh, you, Kitty. Well, that's. Ken and no, I we did okay the second time. We did okay the second time. We, we did okay. That one, but but there is a there is a there is kind of a you're right. I know what you're saying. Pete loves to There's talk over Kitty. Just too many people. Yeah, Pete loves to talk yeah. over Kitty, and it's it's when you when you're in the mix and you can't see that it's happening, then you just jump in because the timing's a little off. It doesn't work very good yeah. because the three of you because Pete loves to talk over Kitty. Oh yeah, there's that, and the timing is a little off, and I can't see anybody's expression, so I don't know what the hell's going on. Like now, like I have no clue. That's like I'm in a casino without a you know, clock. Or well, we'll paint the picture for you. We're sitting in Pete's living room. Upstairs. Oh, you're in the living room. Yeah. Josh nice. Allen is staring at me. Cat's asleep over there on top of his cat thing. The window's open and the sun's coming in, even though it's cold outside. And we're just uh, waiting for you to get to the point on sleepaway camp. <laughs> oh, sleepaway camp. Well, let me say this. All this hullabaloo online that you were talking about on, on your podcast, I thought it was good. I'll be honest. So, yeah, Silence of the Lambs, they, they did the same thing, except that they actually did it in, in a way where it was like, hey, this, this confused gender dude, he's, uh, he's a real killer, he's a real bastard. Yep. Where, they, where Sleepaway Camp was just kind of like, holy shit, it was, a, it, was a, it was a dude, it was a kid, it was a boy, or whatever. And uh, so, so Silence of the Lambs gets a pass for some reason, because what, Jodie Foster some sort of, uh, some sort of uh, LGBTQ uh, star or something? I don't know. I don't know. Answer that. Answer that, everyone. I, I guess didn't, you can't. I didn't make it. I don't have an answer to that because I didn't think about it. I'm I, just saying nobody's nobody's pissing and moaning about uh, about uh, Silence of the Lambs, Anthony Hopkins, all these big stars because they're all big stars. You're right. I never. I was thinking yeah. more of Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> Which part was that? The ending where Einhorn is Feichel. Feichel is Einhorn. That was the. That was the. <laughs> Finkel. What's that? Finkel. <laughs> Finkel. 
Feichel. Finkel. Finkel Feichel. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the parallel. That I, yeah, I forgot all about the Silence of the Lambs one, but you're right. That that seems like yeah, it should have been the best. The, the killer's the best because he's so he he's so he's so messed up, and he puts his thing, he puts his weenie between his legs. You know, it's like I'd fuck me. I'd I did fuck me. He's looking in there. Remember I that? did that to that Kitty. Great. Do I remember it? I put on her bathrobe and I yeah, tucked I it in. Yeah, you did that. You, you did were... that a long time ago. <laughs> That's right. You You're were there. Weirdo, I wasn't there. You told me about it. I was very proud. Dude, dude, I would never be on your podcast if I saw it. I'm pretty sure I'd go run screaming into traffic <laughs> the minute that happened. But just think you'd have another penis story. <laughs> well... I don't need any more. I got a bunch. I got a bunch. Apparently a so. Bunch. And I keep I keep helping you out with these. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not necessary to talk about it all the time because you guys got real dirty on your last podcast. It really <laughs> made me blush. I don't I don't know what the last He's talking podcast. about the Thanksgiving episode. I don't remember the Thanksgiving yeah, the episode. Thanks, the Thanksgiving one was just like, can you guys please keep it out of the gutter? You know, seriously, I'd like to play this in the car with my children, but apparently I can't. At one point, Kitty had to say, "Why did we? Why did this episode being up end up being like this?" And I said, "Because we mentioned Kitty." Yeah, you blame me. You blame me. You blamed me. You put penises yeah. in our heads. <laughs> That's not my preferred place uh, for that, that either. Ain't the first time I've done it. What did you think of Thanksgiving? Uh, uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I, I, well, I, I think the problem was it's like you make a, a, a movie from a, a, a preview, and that's kind of hard. And the preview was great. I remembered it, and it when it came out, it, I was echoing in my head, but I couldn't figure out where I saw it. And then I, I was like, "Oh, it's Grindhouse." When I found that out, I was like, "Oh yeah, 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 yeah." I wanted thought that would be a good one. So I thought it was pretty good, but I think it was very screamish. Um, like copying off of the, the, the scream where like, I think it even at some point, all the kids are like, we're all in this together. Who can you trust thing? It's just like, all right. Okay. Got it. That's, that's, um, that's not one of the aspects of scream. I just want to throw that out there as, as one of the world's foremost scream experts. That's not one of the aspects of the movie scream. No, it is. It is. They're always like, Oh, but can you trust this dude? Like, like it's like, well, it's just, us. That, it's like you're, you're, us describing, then, you're describing an egg of the Christie novel. No, no, that's no, an no, aspect no, of no, any no. The la- I saw the last scream, and they basically say the same thing. They're oh, okay, just, the last. I thought you remember? the original. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the last one. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really remember the original. Though. I remember it was good, but I, I just don't remember it for word for word. But the last scream I saw, they were like, "Well, who can you trust?" kind of thing. And then it was just kind yeah, of that's every who done it. That's dating back to the all the Agatha Christie novels. It's always been that way. Yeah, it's not that great. Did you I like that guess? cabin fever. I like Eli Roth a lot um, in terms of just because I like cabin fever and Inglorious Bastards, like such a waste of talent of all, all sorts. So I'm not going to get into that, but um, the Jew bear thing was stupid to me. I like and, him in um, that one though. I like, I, in fact, I, I like I him. I didn't so- like him. I'm just thinking, why am I watching a Quentin Tarantino that movie? That's just okay. And then I saw the Django and I go, why am I watching one? That's 20 minutes too long. And then there's one other one, but there's like three. That, where it's like you forced to make the movies, then you finally made the hateful eight. Thank God! And that the last is one, the worst movie he's ever made. Which what, one? The hateful eight. We've been over this. You're crazy. You're crazy. I've never it's so seen good. It. He fucking wrote it's a play, so and then he put it in the giant Panoscope Vision, and it doesn't make any sense because he wrote a fucking one act play. It's fucking terrible. 
Listen, that's just eight people that's sitting in a cabin dog, talking dude. for three fucking hours, and he knows it's boring it's as shit. Reservoir dogs. He knows it's boring it's as reservoir. shit. It doesn't have any of the cleverness what? of Reservoir Dogs. He knows it's boring as shit because at one point he has to have Channing Tatum pop out of the basement just to be like, "Oh, something happened in this movie." Well, now I want to see this movie. Dude, it's no, no, it's 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 good. It's very good. I I I was and at least in I Reservoir was, Dogs they go to a diner once. Yeah, yeah exactly. So it's basically Reservoir Dogs, to be honest. But they they did a good job. I like that. The, I I I didn't watch it at the beginning because the stagecoach part was a little was a little bit. I was just like, I don't see where this is going. Is there in stagecoach? But um, but once they got into the cabin, I was totally in. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. But anyways, let's get away from the um the Quentin Tarantino. The yeah, the Quentin Tarantino stuff. Bringing it back o- to Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah, that was Eli Roth. But um, anyways, it's just a waste of time. Okay, I'll say this. Um, I thought it was interesting. You guys thought the script was so bad. I don't really remember it that well. What I remember movie? the kill scenes being awesome. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, okay. And um, so I didn't remember the uh, the script being bad. I remember it being sort of insane. And that's kind of how I look at like summer camps in general. It's sort of insanity. You know, it's just like a bunch of kids in a cabin in the summer in the woods. It's kind of like just like Lord of the Flies nuttiness. And then I think <laughs> yeah. you have an, an awesome ending. If you have an ending like that, and if you also have parts that people can go crazy in, I think that makes it a decent script. So, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again to see what you Ken, were talking about. A, but I think that you, yeah. There's a 25-minute baseball game. Which, hey, That's hey, man. That's not a good script. That's summer camp. It's, it's okay. That's okay. I'll agree with you, you on that. That's where you get your best line. That's where, where you get, get the your best, best line. line. Exactly. Like I watch a movie. Um, I just don't know that I needed to see the teams play like a doubleheader. <laughs> it just seemed like it <laughs> seemed a little too much. Hey, think about this way: baseball could technically last forever. I mean, you know, twenty minutes pretty quick. Thank God they, that game could still be going on, and we could still be watching it. it might never end. <laughs> it might still be going on. Well, I that think, could have been the last scene in the movie. I think a lot of the players died they throughout did. the course of the movie. <laughs> yeah, well. Well, can you believe? Editing, you know, can you believe Pete had never seen the movie before? Yes, I can because it, it was pretty. <laughs> it was kind of under the radar, though, to be honest, for a long time. That's true. But Everybody no, always loved. saw it because a friend showed it to them, and Pete didn't have friends growing up. No, he had a brother, <laughs> a younger one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the um, speaking of. I saw that on VHS, and I, I still remember the um, in the poster I've seen since then. But I love this because it, it makes no sense. Kind of like the script is just madness. It's like a a knife through a sneaker. It's like, when the fuck does that happen? Why would that happen? Why would you, how would you get the knife through the sneaker? Why would you waste the time? You're a killer. I guess it's symbolic, you know? Of what? Do you think that the script had symbolism in it? I think it did. Oh, I did. I did. I think, oh, you guys mentioned the nudity. And uh, the thing I would say about that was like, yeah, I, in my head, I saw nipples in the shower, but apparently I I had to look it up and I was imagining them. (laughs) I the male put, nudity. I put those on there. Yeah, but the male nudity in general, I think they were very conscious, conscious of conscientious. Mm. Yeah, but okay, because they Cold were slot. they did some pedo, pe, pedophilia stuff. They did um, they did uh, the 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 gender stuff, and I think that wasn't not on purpose. I I think it was on purpose, but for the fact of 
this is going to be a shocker. Yes. And we're going to do some shocking stuff. It wasn't political. Of Things course were it done wasn't. Nothing purpose. was political in the 80s. Things were done. Nothing on, was political. Well, I disagree I, with that, but I agree with you, Ken. Things well, were done on purpose. They just weren't done for the purpose people think they were. Exactly. They weren't done for the purpose of like posturing or something. They weren't bullshit. done for 2023 purpose. They were done for 1981 purpose. Well, they were done for. I want to make. I want somebody to sit down and watch this movie purpose. Yeah, I want the word to get out that this is a crazy-ass movie. I think that's all the purpose there was, and you're right about that. But I um, I do think, like, obviously, like, I think they they were in line with the fact that we're not going to make this just a boob movie with kids running through the woods and, and that kind of thing. But we're going to do, we're going to, you know, we're going to show some, like, real pervy stuff. We're going to show some gay stuff, because they did the two guys, I guess, and then, uh, you know, what woman hall so anyways that's kind of what i thought about that yes all that stuff's in there just to yeah. be controversial and shocking is it yeah, uh, yes to be shocking but it's also a scary thing though in a weird way like that is super scary right like that's yes, a super scary deal. it is yeah it's super scary man and, and do that in the 80s i think was kind of a like that was like whoa what are you whoa that's that's creepy man like even then it was like you know crossing like, some lines i don't like watching kids get hurt or killed but in sleepaway camp i, w- I was kind of rooting for them to get hurt and killed because all of them were terrible people like there weren't good people in that movie i don't really remember it that well to be honest other than well, the, one the was boobs, a pedophile like i said and the <laughs> yeah. penis right the implied nipples yeah yeah and the pedophile part i do remember actually after listening to you guys talk about it i do remember that what's weird about that scene with the cook is that it's not played for menacing it's shot in bright lights it's played just like every other scene in the movie it's like the most natural <laughs> thing and it's so so strange what, yeah but it's also why i go back to some parts of this movie have expert craft in them and some have none and that's why it's such a fascinating movie to me there isn't a director in the world with any competence that would shoot that scene like that but the special effects department is fucking hitting grand slam after grand slam there isn't an editor in the world. I don't world. know. It's more shocking because of that. I disagree. There it's isn't more an, shocking because it's in. It's in the. It is in the day. It's out in the open. I, I'm like, not saying because it's in the day. Like, I'm saying he just blocked it. Like now you walk in here and do this. Like it's every other scene in the movie. It doesn't make any sense from even trying to get an engagement out of it. No editor in the world uh, would leave that baseball scene the way it is. <laughs> but I would. But I would have some longer. The, but the director of photography is actually <laughs> the director of photography is actually shooting it really well. In a row, just fall balls. <laughs> hey, what are you saying, Brian? The director of photography is actually shooting it really well. It's it's why the movie's so fascinating. There's some really talented people working with some really untalented people. Come on now, oh, come on, no, no, no. But, Everybody must have known like this is insane. They must have read the script before they signed on. And I don't know that there was a script. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe it was like, it was pure art. Because unintentional or not, like when you were talking about the broad daylight, talking about pedophilia, it's just like the most natural thing. And you're right. It is creepy because they just bring it up. The one cook joking to the other one. Like that's not normal, but they're acting like it is. Because it's shot in light. That's the problem. I've been in an elevator with people talking about that here. Sleepaway camp or pedophilia (laughs) or both? (laughs) Pedophilia. About, About one of the kids in their class. What? Like, dude. I'm not. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't want to get into it. All right, yeah. That's I, fucked I, up. Um, I was like, I was like staring at people doing that. I had, I had to tell the, the boss, like, I was like, dude, you got to get rid of this dude. This dude is, and he, he, I, that's, he didn't get rid of him actually, but. Um, did you, did he dump he did a that, boiling like corn water on him? 
Did he dump What's a that? did he dump a big vat of boiling water for corn on him? Because that's how they solved we it in sleepaway. We should have. We we should have thrown down the elevator shaft. I don't know what we could have done. No, but anyways, he's doing damage somewhere else, I'm sure. I'm not saying but, um, the pedophilia scene is awkward because it's it's shot in light. I'm saying because just like other scenes of the movie where Ricky gets to camp and the friend walks just walks from the right of the screen to the left and says, Hey Ricky, did you see uh, what's her name got boobs? That's the, it's shot the same way. He walks in and goes, oh, I'm going to give you something. And it's like, it's the most kindergarten-like understanding <laughs> of how to block a scene. But it's also a scene that's supposed to be impactful. And it's still shot like, hey, did you see? Meg's here. And it's like, what? It's, it's given all the reverence of that. And it's very, it, since it's the catalyst for the first murder in the thing, it's very weird that they didn't like try to do anything with it. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, the, <laughs> I, right. I haven't seen it in so long. I can't really, uh, yeah, can't really like disprove that, obviously, or 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 even say anything against it. You're right, though, but, Brian. Uh, the the shots are all the same. It's all yes. the same kind of shot, which somehow, had, uh, having never seen the movie, it still sticks in my head. I remember this movie, and I can see why you remember it from being eight years old, and it's it's such a thing, and you I never forget it. Right, I'm not going to forget that movie anytime soon. There's so <laughs> yeah, many disparate things that add up to something and it has no point it's not trying there's no message to it it like you're both right 100%. No, it's not about message it's about yeah we're gonna make a crazy ass slasher movie we're gonna i mean that's what they did they just pulled out all the stops and yeah, you might be right about um obviously i haven't seen it and I, you know as a kid i wasn't thinking in those terms film language or anything like that but but i mean like you say it's like the kill scenes, the the departs, the certain departments. But for me, like in terms of script and where I kind of like the the vibe of the movie is the fact that it is so unpredictable and it is so off the wall. It's just like it is just sort of this insane, insane thing. But it's well done in so many ways that I kind of like the fact that it's a little weird, weird and unpredictable, and that these guys are talking about this. And you're just kind of sitting there watching, it going, "Should I even be watching this? I don't know. It's weird." <laughs> And the filming you know? itself is insane. How they block the shot. Everything about that movie just smacks of, of insanity. Well, I just yeah, think, but, I but feel like... Yeah, but Brian said, he said that the cinematographer was, was good, too. I thought he like, was so really there, good. There were good shots. This is, yeah, but, so, so blocking that shot is weird, right? The way I would so put it... who did that? Was that the same? Yeah. It's, I don't know. The way I would put it is that, like, imagine if Christopher Nolan was making Oppenheimer. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> what? We'll get to that later, then. No, no, no. I hate Dunkirk. It's the worst movie ever. All right, just move on. Anyway, imagine he's making Oppenheimer, and he's like, Uh, I'm going to get the best cinematographer (laughs) in the world, and I'm also going to get... The worst worst best boy in the world. What? All right, we're just going to let it go, I guess. (laughs) No, I want to hear your point. I'm never going to get the point. (laughs) Keep trying. Sorry, sorry, Brian. We'll be good. Do you think the best boy blocked that scene? He's going to hire the Academy Award-winning cinematographer... He's going to, like, Roger Deakins is going to shoot my next movie. And also, I'm going to get a script from, like, the garbage can. And, but don't worry, because the special effects are going to come from, like, Rick Baker Studios, and they're going to be elite. But also, the sound design is going to be done by a guy in his garage. Like, that's what, that's what, that's what this is. It doesn't make any sense. You have master class people, and you have people that don't know how to do the job. And it's, I don't know that you can recreate it without trying to hire those people. I disagree only because, only because you can't. You can't make anything with, with a bad, with with a really horrible script. I, I think you can fix a lot of things with with so-so scripts. Acting can really, you know, 
can really like boost a movie in a lot of ways. But if you got a real bad script, I, I'm not saying there's not flaws or there's not like, like okay, so the blocking of that scene was that in the script or was that the cinematographer? No, the no, cinematographer that's, that's most likely the director. Yeah. But my point right, is okay. this. My point yeah. is the things I think you like about the movie come down to the script having no purpose and no no idea what it's doing. It's just like you know it would be funny if she stood up and had a dick. That's not a good script <laughs> when amazing. there's no purpose to it. It's not really good writing. It is what it is, but it's it's why it's so unique. Yeah, let me, that. let me explain to you why this is a bad it, script. Yeah. Let me explain to you why it's a bad script. In okay. the opening scene okay. of the movie, they're on the water. Yeah. Who are these characters? Yeah. Who are they related to each other? What is the purpose of this? They never explain it. You have to kind of infer some things from later on. Is one of them Martha's husband? I think. But they never really say that. So... I think the guy that dies is Martha's husband and his lover's on the beach because you only see that in a flashback later. But who is he to the story? That's bad writing. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because, Brian, when I go to the beach and I see people on the in a boat, I don't know who the fuck they are either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, that's just reality. It's just like, hey, guess what? Watch this world. Watch this crazy world. And sometimes we'll shoot it great. And sometimes I'll shoot it like shit. It's gonna be just. It's gonna be just like you and go to the summer camp. You know, you sometimes you're on the bottom bunk, sometimes you're on the top. <laughs> then <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know because I haven't seen. Like I said, I haven't seen it in so long. But I do love it. I do love it. And you and you're right. I shouldn't have been invited to your podcast, but I'm still pissed. I'm still so pissed. Not only that. I okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And, and I'll end the sleepaway camp thing here. At first, I was like, what? I saw Sleepaway Camp, right? I go to the Scare Value thing on the Spotify, scarevalue.com. And uh, I see Sleepaway Camp and I go, oh, fuck, what? What? <laughs> what? No, no. This was weeks ago. It must have been because they don't ever do anything on time. And I go, no one told me. And then I go, okay, okay, okay. Something happened. Don't know what. I'll wait until I hear my name because I definitely get a shout out for talking about this and this is what we skipped over and this is what i forgot okay so i brought up this movie a long, long time ago and i was like i was like we should watch that and martha was there and you were there and Pete was there too and you were all three going oh that's too uh wilton daisy this was specifically directed at me it seems because i just know <laughs> the climate and all this stuff and i'm like god damn it who cares what, what is all this nonsense and i was gonna put that in my top t top 10 movie list i was it was is written down i could send it to you now and i crossed it out because i was like i don't want to have to not talk about it because i it's too controversial and then anyways i see it and i don't even hear my goddamn name oh so you must have been excited in the thanksgiving episode that you came up and then you got mad about that too <laughs> yes because all you did was i said i talked about dicks and then it became like oh we didn't we didn't invite ken onto onto the other one because he talked about dicks too much it's like i can obviously not talk about penises if i don't have to but like if I sleepaway don't camp, <laughs> when, when like did sleepaway you, have camp, to? you have to? That's what I. That's why you sleepaway, weren't invited on. But sleepaway camp, you have to, which is why you should invite. And for all of my background, we should have invited our dick expert. He's right. That is true. We should have anyway. invited our dick expert. Anyways, anyways, you weren't wrong. It is a very fun movie. Like it, you, you were right. It's a good one. I don't know if it'd be in my top ten list because um, I don't have a top ten list. But it'd be up there. I, I can earnestly say that there's never been a movie like it. It's one yeah, of a kind. Great. It is great. It was, it was, I couldn't go to sleep that night or it took a while, you know, it took a while. That sleepover was, uh, was it scary for you? 
like the movie the kill scenes it was really good you know it was scary i do remember it being scary because the kill scenes are so good but i was like damn that's this is a crazy ass movie but then the really disturbing part was the stuff like the pedophile stuff and you're eight years old at the time yeah i was yes i was either eight or nine yeah yeah i was definitely not even 10 yet so yeah i was probably eight i'm thinking eight yeah that's probably when i saw it too good movie really Mm -hmm. good all right so i'm the only one who came in as an adult watching it years and years after you were still like i feel like you had the same experience either way i just i'm not kidding i think everyone has the same experience but when you're a kid it's got to hit different like it hit exactly the same (laughs) i think so i don't know i think it did i think it less i I think it it really like was like whoa i don't think i'd be like whoa i like i can sleep after anything Uh, a more Keanu Reeves whoa or a Joey Lawrence whoa whoa which I was Joey Lawrence whoa at that time all right and then I think today it definitely just be like let's get uh, to the important uh, question Ken yes was yes. my Kihei Kwan impression racist who's that all right see it wasn't because he couldn't even he couldn't even tell who it was I did, li- I did I did listen who's who's that anyway short, short round. round from uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and then oh, he was that. in everything, everywhere, all at once, just recently. And now I think he was in Loki season two. And he's Data from the Goonies. And Data from the Goonies. It wasn't. It wasn't a. If that was supposed to be an Asian impression, it wasn't very good. So I would say no. It then that's was not, not racist. racist. So there you go. That's all right. Not Confirmed not racist by the foreign guy we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got some Asian people in my house right now. <laughs> well, don't play it for them. <laughs> Well, they won't get it. They'll be like, what's he doing? <laughs> like, is he, is he I'm working. Yeah, I'm like workshopping. It. I'm going to get a good one. I'm going to get a good one. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving. I, I did see it. Uh, and you guys want to ask me any questions? I did listen to your Thanksgiving podcast. For did, I, I missed like the last 10 minutes. Did you guess the killer? Um, I, I did go through my mind as I was watching it. Because I was like, what would be the best? And I go, well, the best would be a Patrick. Okay, this is the thing I did want to bring up about that. The best would be if Patrick Dempsey was the killer, the sheriff, right? Because mm-hmm. it's Patrick Dempsey, period, in the story. But I'm just like, this is the thing that pisses me off about that movie the most. And it's not that I don't like it. But the thing that bothered me was when they were at the high school, when two of them got kidnapped, right? Yeah. You could clearly see, and this was not down to editing, because I did hear the editing thing come up, and I, I get that. But I, I distinctly remember them getting kidnapped, them cutting back to the other two who were waiting for them and then behind them you could see mcdreamy and uh, the other dude no the, the new cop because i saw they it. were behind no because i saw it twice and i okay, know this so is what, what i meant so about the editing because i see, remember what okay. ken's talking about i that's know the way okay that's, so did i that's when i watched the second time i paid attention to this because for this very reason because i was like how good. could it be him okay. because this happens multiple times you see him before she goes into the school talking to her and the friends right. she's like you gotta get you out of here right and then he just disappears off screen and in the background you do see two cops this is the point of it. Neither one of them is him. But the reason they do it, oh. they're bent over the car. You see their backs. But it's clearly not him. And the reason they do it is to be like, well, it can't be him. It takes it out of your mind. Because then as soon as it's over, who's the first fucking face you see out there? Patrick Dempsey. And I'm like, this is how they cheated it with the editing. That's what I meant by cheating. It's, it's, it's I would say, even yeah. unfair the way they edited the movie together. Because they do this again later with the Thanksgiving dinner. Where it's like, he's leading the task force. Then you just don't go back to the task force for a while. So he's flipped. He's had to move two times. He's gone from cooking the wife to back to work, yeah. back to the thing, back to work. And it's like, that's how they keep cheating it. And I'm like, that's it's kind of an unfair way they do it, but well, it makes the reveal fun for me. Turkeys take a few hours. I got to imagine a, a stepmom takes yeah. a bit longer. I did, yeah, yeah. They did. They, they cheated it so badly that they want you to think that you're seeing them out there because like the cops are still out there. But like, 
they are it is the biggest cheat i've seen but i kind of enjoyed it because it really did t- throw me off the scent completely let, let me ask you this about that about the high school scene because what i remember um I, like i only saw it once so i, w- I would have gone back and looked at that too what i remember was seeing the sides of them i see, remember seeing one taller the taller guy the new guy and then i seen that the who i thought was patrick dempsey on the left and the other guy was on the right and they were talking to each other from a side view, not not from like their backs. See, I'm remembering the, them. They were, the window. It's not. It's their backs. It's like three quarters, and you're seeing them, seeing two people talking behind a car, like in the back of a car, not back. You know what I mean? The car, and they're behind the car, standing there talking. I see them by the door, by the side door of the car. The car's parked out. And yeah, that's what I mean. By the and side door. It's not him, yeah, okay. and it's why it's one of those things where I'm watching it and I'm like, "You dirty dogs." Uh, uh, yeah you've pushed this okay. as far as as believable can be to be like because the good news is he's in the area so like yeah he could just slip in another door and put the costume on but the other the other part of it is like you want me to believe beyond a doubt that i've seen him and i'm like you're cheating this like a little too much i think i think so too i i i gotta i gotta, I gotta think that because because it did cross my mind right there yeah, although, that's what although bothered i don't me think they needed to do that much cheating i don't no, think I don't they need to do that much cheating I don't yeah. think the whodunit aspect was the point of the movie. The point was, look at how we can kill the people. All the kill scenes were what we were waiting for, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the clown in the parade was awesome. It was great. Uh, that-, <laughs> that was the best part. That was the best part for me. I, I love the clown in the parade. You're I, not wrong. I, 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 yeah. It was no, a the good clown, one. I mean, there was a good kill. There's a lot of characters. To, oh, my, my favorite part, though, other than that, that was my favorite kill. I did like this. I love the idea of using Black Friday. And I thought the whole thing was going to be during Black Friday, to be honest. See, I thought it was going to be um, during Thanksgiving. Well, I know I it was called Thanksgiving, but I just figured, well, the thing is, it's all connected, right? Like, I just kind of thought, like, you know, they're going to, you know, I don't know. Pete told me on well, this podcast well, they, that Black Friday is not a thing anymore. And then he told me about going to Black Friday. <laughs> well, so, that's what we were doing before you came out. Both are true. Oh, wait, I was going to ask, because I said, that's what I said to uh, to my wife. I said, so I, I, I wonder if Black Friday's still a thing because of the internet, like everything. It's not like, really. It's not. I wouldn't think so, right? But yeah, people so. still go out for some reason, but there's no more of that, hey, we stand in line on Thursday night and wait to go buy, you know, wait, buy things at six in the morning when they open. But there's a shit yeah. ton of people still out. There's not really sales because all the sales are the normal sales <laughs> and it's on, on Monday. online. Right. And Cyber Monday is not a thing because Kitty was saying something to me about putting something on hold for Cyber Monday and then realizing she could buy it the same day for the same price. So I don't think any of this is real. I found that out on Sunday. Mm. I got all the deals on Sunday, too. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, you can tell Kim, I do not believe that it's really a thing anymore. But people just do it out of habit. Like, oh, we all need to go to the mall and stand there in each other's way. Yeah. I kind of want to piss on this movie a, lo- a little bit because I didn't really like the uh, some of the um, some of the characters. Where it was just a little too much heavy on the characters and light on the. Um, I mean, they weren't bad, but a little bit of light on like their development and stuff. Like, I guess I kind of liked the baseball. I, I I wish the baseball guy had come out and become more of a question mark as as to being the killer. Like, I would have liked to have seen that more. You know, it just seemed like that was a golden opportunity to have you. Everybody think it was him. And then and then do your McDreamy thing because if you emphasized him more, then you wouldn't have to do the editing cheat either. Not that I really cared that much, but that's what definitely threw me off of the McDreamy thing was that. But if you had the the baseball kid come out to be more seemingly you know a possible suspect, I would I would have been happier with that to be honest because I just felt like there's a lot of characters, there's some good kill scenes. It was there was no boring parts, so it was a good movie. 
but like I just wish they had done more with instead of cheating on the editing a little bit in a way. Are we, you know, bringing somebody to the forefront, being like, oh, it's got to be him, you know, like that kind of thing. I don't know how you guys feel about that though. I I don't disagree. I don't think it, it's not. It's no sleepaway camp. Uh, let's just say that right now. It is no sleepaway camp. <laughs> but then again, few things are. But it for no, what it was, nothing it, else. Is- it wasn't it for what it was. It wasn't bad. It was just a what do you say an old fashioned slasher, old school movie. slasher, old movie. school slasher movie, which got into theaters, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, had they done the grind, the grindhouse thing? Would you like that effect like they did with uh, what was the other grindhouse preview? Um, machete, machete. Yeah, machete. Did they did they did more of that seventies thing, which I I did like, but I don't think that would translate to as big of an audience. No. Anything yeah, on Godzilla kind of more, before we go? Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, Godzilla. Oh, I had a toy when I was a kid. Godzilla toy. It was like a foot and a half tall, and its uh-huh. arm shot off, and it shot red flames out of its mouth if you pulled a lever. Oh. Wow. Jealous yeah, much? Jealous. Yes, I am. Yeah. And oh. I have a Godzilla on my desk right now. That's so cool. I'm so jealous yeah. all over the place. But I, I also, I forgot thing. to ask you when you first came on, what kind of Nick Cage news do you want, Ken? Oh, do you yeah, want yeah, news? Yeah. Do you yeah, want a knickknack fact, or do you want a quiz? I'm never going to leave you wanting oh. Nick Cage. You want a knickknack fact, oh, I, some I, news, or you want a quiz, a Cage quiz, hotshot? Ah, uh, uh, don't, don't make me say Cage quiz, hotshot, because I really want a knickknack fact. But okay, give me the give me the quiz. Ooh, a, a Cage quiz, fact, a Cage quiz, yeah. hotshot. All right. I hope it was burned the last one, which is like, what, what was the last time I saw? Going in sixty seconds. How would I know that? Well, that's why you got it wrong, probably. All right, I got one. It's for you too, Brian. Ready? How many Nick Cage movies have colons in the title? Uh, Gone in 60 seconds? That's one. There's What? Where's the colon? Well, famously, Uh, there's one for sure. Bad Lieutenant, colon, Port of Call, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's one. So I'm going to say two, and there's just like a second one I don't know about. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's Gone in 60 seconds. And the Where's 60 the seconds is like zero, because it's like zero, colon, zero, zero, colon, oh, sorry, 60, not, fi- well, 59, whatever, you get the idea, through the clock, So the digital clock. Are you both saying two? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, we're saying two. You we're are both the woefully off. There are, in fact, nine <laughs> Nicolas Cage movies. What? Are you ready? That's true. Here we go. This oh, one, pig. this one, kind of is. It's from 1992. Called already Industrial Symphony Number no. One: The Dream of the Broken Hearted. It's a Twin Peaks theme performance by somebody. Blah blah blah. But that's the only one. There's eight solid ones. Ready? Wait, 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 wait. Go back yeah. to what you just said to me. Industri- Industrial Symphony Number no. One: The Dream of the Broken Hearted. Yeah. It's a Twin Peaks theme performer experimental concert film. We it was to have a long discussion about what movies are. But anyway, here we go. Christmas Carol, the movie, colon, the movie. Mm. National Treasure, colon, Book of Shadows. Bad Lieutenant, colon, uh. Port of Call, New Orleans. Ghost Rider, colon, A Spirit of Vengeance. Vengeance, oh. colon, A Love Story. <laughs> Spider-Man, colon, Into the Spider-Verse. The Crudes, right. colon, A New Age. And USS wow. Indianapolis, colon, Men of Courage. Oh, Pete, you are, you've outdone yourself on the uh, hotshot quiz cage thing. Cage quiz hotshot, thank Nine. you. I worked really hard on Nine. that one. Nine, Nine hey, films. Hey, 
Hey, hey Brian, I bet if you're good, you can get yourself a knickknack back. I already had one. You'll he, have to listen to the he episode. Got some, he got some news. We'll, got some we'll news. save the knickknack oh. facts. You can always edit this out. Give me the knickknack facts. He gave us a knickknack fact himself from earlier. I did. Oh, it's you a, want it's a, a knickknack? You know what? It's the holidays, Ken. I'll give you a knickknack fact free of charge. It's not the holidays. It's December 6th when this is coming it's out. Deser- you know what? Listen, that, that is listen, the holiday. Oh, I'm listening. Thanksgiving. I'm listening. Huh? To me? I'm, I'm listening to you. Oh, yeah. No, no. It is the holiday. Thanksgiving is past. We're in the holidays. Right. And December 6th is St. Nicholas Day. The, the holiday of my people who are Dutch and we hang up stockings and I fill them with oranges and I'm sorry, St. Nicholas fills them. And you know who the counterpart to St. Nicholas of the Dutch is? Only, question only Krampus. So anyway, what was your uh-huh. question? What is a heterosexual life partner? Heterosexual life partner? I don't know, like you guys. You guys are my heterosexual life partners. He's asking partners. about uh, your, your mom's late friend. Oh, Liz? What is, yeah, what? A bowling partner? Is that a bowling partner? Is yeah. that how they say bowling partner it's, now? It's two people who I, I think they would call it a common law marriage back in the day, but uh, they <laughs> they were uh, already married to other people and such. But, uh, hmm, oh man, I got so many knickknack facts, can't, I don't even know. All right. Okay, get a good one, Pete. I'm going to give you a, all right, are you ready for this? This is a good one. I, I doubt it. What? His favorite pasta shape is square tube pasta. He had it in a restaurant wow. in San Francisco with Charlie Sheen, and they liked Ooh. it so much. They liked it so very they much, Ken. They went back, <laughs> and they had it again the next day. Square two pasta. Are they heterosexual? I'm so glad we got the, uh, that, the quiz. Oh, boy. That, that part is not. <laughs> Are I don't Charlie know. Sheen and Nick Cage heterosexual life partners? <laughs> that might be a different fact. <laughs> well, you had a really good knickknack fact last time. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, they're all really remember. good, Ken. <laughs> Anything Nicholas Cage does is really good. <laughs> Colon. 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 That's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. So oh, he's going to cut it right there because that was a good ending. You, you have hinted to me. That's that, not true. I'm going to keep in that compliment. Hmm, compliments for Pete. Oh, can I get a plug in then? Yeah, go nuts. We need plugs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys losing your hair. Um, <laughs> it hurts because it's true. <laughs> Uh, oh, I got a plug. Okay, so good, very good uh, Taiwanese movie. It's not a horror movie, but I, I got to say it's very good. It's called The Pig, uh, The Snake, and The Pigeon. It's a, uh, a little, I pay a little homage to uh, Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it's, it's its own thing. It's definitely its own thing. It's not a Western either, obviously. It's an Eastern. Um, but uh, that, that movie is really good. So if you ever see it, I would, it's not a horror movie, though. But I, yeah, I got to say this. I like the new Hunger Games. I did see it last week. There was nothing else to see. And we saw the Hunger Games. The Hunger it Games, Snow White and Slim Shady? Dude, whatever. It was good. I, I was glad it wasn't like the old ones. That's all I'm going to say. It was good, done well. well and I'm going to go see a uh, Southeast Asian one called, uh, well, in English. I don't know what the Chinese or what the, what the original title is, but it's called Corpse. Oh, uh, Forbidden Corpse. It's about washing uh, bodies of dead people. And go see it next week. I think mm-hmm. you're gonna see Godzilla minus one. I, I once that comes out here, I will definitely. We will definitely go see it. We see all the Godzilla movies. Cool. Me too. Eventually. None, none of this was a plug. This was, this was stuff you saw. This was you doing your job. No, no, no. The pig, oh. the snake, and the, the oh. pigeon was the plug. It's a plug. The new Hunger Games also a semi plug. Semi plug. 
that just for future reference, those aren't plugs. Those are just, hey, can I mention some things I saw? But that's that's foreign corresponding. Which you don't have to actually ask to do either of those things. You can just plug things whenever you want to. <laughs> Didn't I plug like the place next door to me before? What's the place next door to you? They, okay. they have the the games where they do the they do the drawawa. Well, <laughs> whatever the crane game. Oh uh, yeah, he did plug that. He did. And the Erie County Fair. Business has gone it's through the roof. The Erie County Fair. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. It's crazy busy over there. All right, I like it. You I, got anything to plug, Pete? I got nothing to plug. I need to unplug my bathroom sink. Well, we're gonna have some fun stuff coming up on the podcast. Go to the website. The award show will be in a few weeks, and I heard Ken's working on an alternative award show for us. <laughs> I got a lot of I've got a lot of great ideas. All right, Brian. so we'll have that episode early in the new year, probably too. We'll we'll have that one right there with Nick Cage's cage match, and eventually, finally, watching Night Watch. Night Watch, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a it's an episode just for me and Pete. Mm. I love Night Watch. You oh, bastard! No. You better invite <laughs> me on. I love Night Watch. Can you give you me the TV show? <laughs> Oh, that's Night Court. <laughs> oh, I got it wrong. Never mind. 